So like I would be so scared because like I would have that feeling deep down like yeah. but I th- every girl I was like I'm going to marry this girl. So I like did, how I did didn't. you know? Oh, I'll you- tell you how I knew. This is just fun but uh so she was part of <laughs> She was she was part of something called Camp Shufflebind. No. Oh, no. Dude, when this. you say you big timed her, you literally <laughs> founded an organization, had her become part of that organization. You were like, I'm the president of this organization. I can't wait for her to see this episode. <laughs> To another fun bonus episode of the Beatitudes. Uh, my name is Paul Kolker, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts Jeff Scheffelbein, Howdy, and Nick Besner. What's going on? And we're back with Edmund Mitchell, and we're talking all things humor and holiness as we seek to follow God's will here on the Beatitudes. Edmund, welcome back. Thanks for having me back here. <laughs> it's great to be here again. She wore that ascot again. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I love it. Yeah, you do. Uh, well, yeah, so last time we were talking about catechism, real and true, all of the crazy awesome stuff that you're doing with animation and and reaching out to people, connecting and then inspiring, getting them to ask the right questions and then kind of feeding them with truth. So tell tell us a little bit more about what uh, got you into that and what you guys, well, aren't you guys officially approved by the Vatican? Yeah, the Vatican, the, uh, I forget the actual name of the office. Like the dicastery or something. Yeah, yeah, you know the words. Something Um, like that. (laughs) For the the dicastery for the new evangelization or for promoting the new evangelization. They gave them an Oprah mater. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> an Oprah mater. Does yeah. that mean Oprah's mom? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oprah's mom. <laughs> Oprah mater. Um, yeah, no, they they acknowledge it as a project that- I was that, way wrong in how I thought that word was said. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they gave a, like, acknowledging that it's, it's um, part, you know, part of the new evangelization and nice. a valid project, which is why I try not to- th- So I have to, like, write a first draft of a script for all these videos. And then there's a whole team of advisors and theological review and Edmundo and Emily give feedback and there's creative feedback. So, but when I like sit down in my couch, in my pajamas, (laughs) really creative. Yeah. Just with the wind in my hair, hot honey. Yeah. Hot honey on my breath. That's from the last episode. Yeah. Um, It can be really, really intimidating and overwhelming. So I try not to think about the fact that like the Vatican, like, Basically, the Pope watches all my stuff. He's a big fan. So let me ask you this. If you have to script it out, which makes perfect sense because you're getting all these blessings and uh, Oprah seals and all that stuff, (laughs) do you then have to... You get a seal. You get a seal. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody gets... Reach under your chair. You get a seal. Amazing. (laughs) It's an imprimatur. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's how they do it in some dioceses, right? Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) do you have to... Word for word, repeat what you wrote and act like it's just natural. Or are you allowed to be a little so, bit loose? So in, that's a good question. In the voiceovers, there are actually literally times where we'll get through all the different, because of the creative process, we'll get to a point where like we have to record certain things and then it will get to this final thing where like the last Monsignor or whoever is like, the way you ordered this one thing, we have to change. Wow. Yeah. Now, in the connection videos... Don't make a, anybody <sighs> mad ever. I know, right? <laughs> now, in the connection video, um, I you know, it's a little more... It's not a, it's not as uh, precise. I think the explanation videos, they have to be much more precise. And, um, I mean, that's what's beautiful. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it's what's beautiful about the church. And, like, 
you know, if you put a script in front of exceptional people, like exceptional people are exceptional at making exceptions or like, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's kind of like if you hand someone, you could hand someone a perfectly written paper, but if you give them a red pen, it's like, they're going to find something uh-huh. like I wouldn't have worded it. Or it's like, I remember a pastor saying like, there's no homily that doesn't have at least like two informal heresies. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's like, it's just, it just happened. You know, you're just talking. And at some point, uh, but yeah, that's a that's that is a a challenge. Well, that that makes sense because I mean these are mysteries of the faith, right? Yeah. And and mysteries are difficult to really wrap your head around because yeah. they're mysteries. They're they're above yeah. us. They're beyond us. And so we do have to be precise because there's really only a, a couple of avenues, a couple of specific ways that we can approach these yeah. certain things, at least that we've been given through revelation. And I think a lot of people who are unfamiliar with the catechism or even unfamiliar with like church documents don't realize the level of precision of each word. I think a lot of people, when they first pick up the catechism, they're like, well, I'll just read all, I'll just force myself to read all the way through it. Mm. You know, like, like Caesar's like battle journal or whatever that book's called. Oh, it's like, yeah, like just, one of the stoic things. Yeah, just like, yeah. like, I'll just force myself to read through this dry material. But actually, and I know Dr. Petrock, who was at Franciscan is kind of like a catechism expert, you know, like, and other people have mentioned, like, just take one paragraph because the the words have been crafted. Mm. When they published this catechism, they they sent it out a draft to all the bishops all around the world. Theologians, they got, uh, I think it was like tens of thousands of edit suggestions. So everything was like crafted. Every word is really important. And, and as you become more and more familiar with the text or you pray with the paragraphs, you start picking up on like there's certain ways things are said. Mm. And when you train in catechesis, when I teach people in catechesis, and if you're a parent, like you're supposed to catechize, like the way you say, like the son of God, or <laughs> well, that was a weird example, but like the way you say things, the way we talk about uh, the Trinity or these types of things, like it informs the way we think, you know, mm. it's, it's important. It's yeah. helpful. Words matter. Yeah. And I mean, we shouldn't be scared about it, but like it is helpful for us to be precise in our language. Yeah, certainly it's a document we should know. And if you don't have a good starting place, go to realtrue.org yeah. and yeah, get yeah. started there and watch some videos that are both entertaining and educational. And that video that we talked about in the last session, the last episode of the call and response, yeah, I used that to hook my wife. I was like, you got to watch this video. Yeah. And that animation and the way you told that story, yeah. you're like, oh, I need to see more of this stuff. Like, this is really good stuff. Yeah. We, we use that video a lot when we're showing people kind of get, getting... Um, making them familiar with the project. That's one of the ones we show often. I thought you meant it was a pickup line for your wife. <laughs> it was a weird way to say it. I, hooked her. I wasn't going to say yeah, Listen, that I do a lot her. of call and response. Hey, 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 it's me. You're going to go out. Actually, you know I big time to my wife. Right? <laughs> of course you did. Refer- I, reference to the prior episode, you, you big timing. You didn't make eye contact. You're like, hey, you're a woman here I've been wanting to meet. Here's my card. Let's uh, get coffee sometime. Edmund, okay? I went way further. I said, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to get married, so we should probably start dating. Oh, my We should gosh. probably start dating. Dude, the energy on this. Isn't right? that incredible? Right? Holy cow. Yeah. That, that's a sales approach, I oh think, as well, gosh. right? You you go big, and then how when you back you? it off. How old were you? Okay, <laughs> no, wait, how old were you The when you back off was like, we could just get married now, but I perceive you to be somebody who would like to date first. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old You're falling really wait, wait, wait. in the normal range how, of humans. How old were you? How old were you when you did that? <laughs> 16? Uh, no. she. I was 30. <laughs> okay, okay. So she was 18. just turned 19. Okay, but how Thank many... Thank you for not judging how many, me. No, I don't judge you. Yeah. How many... Uh, you're an attractive man. How many... <laughs> many uh, men peak in their 30s. No. Uh, <laughs> how, many, how many men? How many men... No, how many previous girlfriends had or had you had? Oh, I've had girlfriends, yeah. So because, because 
I have definitely, I dated that way where like when I dated someone in high school, which I did not date very many, but like when I did date, it was like, I thought in my head that I was supposed to treat it like we were married. So like, I would be so scared because like I would have that feeling deep down. Like, yeah. but I, every girl I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. So I like, did, how I did didn't. you know? Oh, I'll you... tell you how I knew. This is just fun. But, uh, so she was part of, <laughs> she was, she was part of something called Camp Shufflebine. No. Oh, no. Dude, when this. you say you big-timed her, you literally <laughs> founded an organization, had her become part of that organization. You were like, I'm the president of this organization. I can't wait for her to see this episode. <laughs> no, there, there was, uh, this is so hot, by was, the way. Was, <laughs> this is a hot honey segment. Hot honey, hot honey take here. <laughs> so this is the hot, hot Manuka honey there, segment. There was uh, 150 freshmen in Camp Shufflebine. Wow. <laughs> and uh, 25 counselors. This sounds crazy. Is uh, this was, the drunk driver thing? No. Oh. <laughs> That's totally different. <laughs> That's not a bad thing to say. No, that was a non no, no, but in no, context it is. <laughs> oh. I also started something to reduce drunk driving yeah. after a dumb move. It's a good thing, and it's fine <laughs> yeah, to say yes, out loud. Yes, yes, I big-timed a lot of people to get that across yeah, the finish that's line. That's fine to say out loud. Drunk <laughs> driving is an issue that we all care about. <laughs> We're going to uh, – let's. why don't you filter what your next question is through Nick first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run it through the algorithm in no, my spreadsheet. How did I know I was going to marry her? This is the truth. So I – um, was at a baseball game with the 25 counselors from Camp Shufflebine months before they were going to meet the incoming freshmen at Texas A&M. And they're, they're trying to get my, <coughs> get my attention. They're loud and crazy. And one of the walk-up songs that somebody's going to walk up to, to go to bat is the song by Grits that says, My life be like, ooh, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh ah. And I'm like listening to it, and I turn, and I'm like 30 years old, so I don't know any cool music. Yeah. And I turn, and I look, and there is the... Most introverted, beautiful, shy, like not trying to get any attention girl. And she's just kind of head bobbing. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I got a crush on that girl. She looks like she is a teenager. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, next, next no. Thought. I said, no problem. This will go away. <laughs> All crushes go away. Crushes go away. Yeah, crushes can go away. And then it just kept, like every time I was around them, I was like, oh, this so is not going away. So from the first moment you saw her to telling her you're going to marry her, months well, it was months but i also okay, okay. i had so to i had to like well they had to have camp first so i yeah. wouldn't be completely ostracized during that process but some some discernment there's some discernment. oh 100 okay, and okay. i would go on like one of their road trips and i'd be around her and i was just like this girl i i have this incredible future vision of our family and doing life with this person in a really special way so Brother, when I took her on our first date, I gave her my companion pass on Southwest Airlines with her name on it and my name on it. Oh, my God. I already, I already proposed to her for crying out Holy loud. Holy cow. But I said, people aren't going to believe that we're dating, and I can only have one companion on Southwest Airlines. So it's like my love language. Why did you think people wouldn't believe that you guys were dating? Uh, because I was, so <laughs> no, so no, oh, I was a 30-year-old. Because you're so amazing. No, I was a 30-year-old executive who had a camp named after him. Dating a nineteen-year-old quiet, quiet. I think they would believe sophomore. you were dating. I think they, yes, they but wouldn't. not in it, but not with good intention. Yeah, they wouldn't believe it. Yes, like they would believe it, but not couldn't. I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm with you so far, kind of, but um, <laughs> like you don't need proof that you guys are dating. They're like, yeah, we believe you're dating. But we yeah. just can't believe. Yeah, that well, you guys are dating. what they would say is, oh, does he have bad intentions? Yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm using the nice version of those words. But, but then um, once you guys are both over thirty, I mean, it's well, brother, like, here's what I did on the first day. I said, do you watch the Gilmore Girls? And she said no. And I said, well, I think it's a witty show, and I would like to name our first daughter Lorelai, who wow. is nine years old now. Wow. And then as we talked, we said, wouldn't it be great to have a big family? Yes, we have six kids. And then we said someday, because people started actually talking about us pretty badly. Yeah, as you would expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I said, someday we're going to have a big family and we won't even remember those people's names. And we have no ill will towards any of them. We just yeah. have a big family. So yeah, this yeah. turned into a weird show about. So how old are you now and how old is she now? I'm 44-ish and she's 33. See? Edmund, I got a That's story fine. for you about age. I tried to look up your age before this show. Okay. This is a true story. Mm -hmm. I typed in, how old is Edmund Mitchell? Someone just sent me a link to that. Brother, your picture comes up and it says you're 56 years <laughs> old and that you died in 1917. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was sitting I tell you what, here. I tell you like, what, I have a four. I thought you did that on purpose to like escape no, the world. I have or... a four-step skincare routine that works really well. <laughs> no, um, there's an Edmund. So you mentioned Edmund Fitzgerald, and then there's some other Edmund that was like an author, and I need to. I don't know who I that need to call. That looks exactly like you. No, that, that is, is me. your picture. No, that is me. But there's some. I also. Oh, you get, need to call the internet. Yeah, I need to call Wikipedia. <laughs> I also get emails. that's like, did you write the? Did you publish a scientific article on the neurobiology of whatever? Like once a month, I get an email about it. So, anyways, I have some digital cleaning I need to do now. <laughs> So if you Man, can help me with that. I'll tell you a story later about a book that somebody called from Stanford and said, are you the author of Froggy Bottom Bitten Boodle? And I was like, this is a prank call. And my assistant at the time was like, this sounds like a joke. Did you write a book? Well, later I find the book and I show it to her and she's like, did you write a book? I'm like, I don't know. It might be like when I was having insomnia and I <laughs> heard about Froggy Bottom Bitten Boodle. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, hey, I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how to clean that up. So if you guys know anything about... Cleaning up your pro fifty-six-year-old dead comments. man here. Yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for coming back from the dead for the Beatitudes. I'm just not a. I'm not. I don't have a big enough digital footprint for that to be accurate. You're pretty big. Um, speaking of big digital footprints, why don't we make another big one and <laughs> play the joke? game? <laughs> <laughs> Is that no, a fat no. Joke? You got to understand, just just whatever was recently said is he his just segue. Goes, Speaking doesn't of, need it to actually sounds be. Like I love that. listening, dude. I do that. I used to do that all. That, I love that bit. I love that. Bit. <laughs> Speaking of that, but th since you love that bit so much, you're gonna love this bit, Edmund. Okay. We're gonna play. Blessed are the joke makers, for they shall inherit the points. That's right. How many right. points is this one worth, Edmund? Seven, yeah. uh, four hundred and what was that? Thirty-five. Number you said last four thirty-five. Four hundred and thirty-five. Yeah, okay. Four thirty-five is a big one. Big, big one. Big, big one. Okay. Well, so again, to uh, to catch everybody up, as this character in the character card, we have to answer this question or fill in the blank from the Catholic card game. So the character is a righteous, gluten-free vegan. You have to answer the question. I will be canonized for blank. I'm going to be canonized. Whoa, the voice. <laughs> I'm going to be canonized for saving all the animals with my blue hair. <laughs> I'm going to be canonized as a Franciscan for saving all the animals that Francis ate himself. Listen, I don't talk about this very often, but I've done a lot of saintly things. In fact, I don't really share this, but I walked some people across the street the other day and I donated some money to charity. And I mean, I don't want to talk about this, but uh, I go to adoration and I spend a lot of time in front of Jesus. And I just I just don't like to talk about myself very much. But um, that's those things I'll probably get canonized for. But don't tell anybody because I already told. Well, I told your neighbors, but just I don't talk about it very much. Oh gosh, you my get team. it. I get it. Vegans. That was good. Um, so <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot of saints that have been canonized. They were saved, you know, saved from death. And I don't. A lot of people don't know, but like a lot of these oils, canola oils, sunflower <laughs> oils, <laughs> they're killing people. And I really think I'm. I think it's my purpose in life to tell people about these oils that are killing them. And I think I'll be canonized saint, the patron saint of uh, 
I don't know. The Podcast? Olive oil? Yeah. I think I'll have a, a, con- a conquest. No, what was it in the Middle Ages? Not a conquest. Um, crusade. <laughs> crusade. I'll be the soybean oil crusader. <laughs> <laughs> You'll also, when you're canonized, you will be uh, the saint of bridging the gap between two different episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang it. No, it's perfect. <laughs> no, it is. Everybody it is. has oh, to man. go back and find out okay. why that's so important. It's kind of a tick I have is like the callback bit. That's great. Oh, it's tick. pretty perfect. amazing. Well, thank you. Um, Paul will give you credit from an improv standpoint. I'm going to give those points to Jeff. Can I do that? You're, are you the judge? He's, we're all the judge. We're all the judge. I, I like think, where you're going with this. I think Jeff won. Yeah, I think I'll second that. Okay. Yeah, Thanks, that was good. guys. That yeah, was cheers. Fun. Cheers. Yay. Credit to me. Credit to good. Jeff. <laughs> that was good, Jeff. That was really good. Well, I uh, I did spend a year not eating meat or oh, you dairy. Did this. And you I actually vegan. would you tell d- people, like, <laughs> listen. Listen. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's in the rule book. If you do CrossFit yeah. or you're vegan or, I mean, there's a lot of things. You're done with oils. You got to just tell people. You got to tell oh, people. Oh, yeah. It was unnecessary that said a righteous, a self-righteous gluten-free <laughs> person. It's like, yeah. It comes with the territory. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what you call someone. Okay. I do have a, a follow-up question on the catechism stuff. All right. Is there any partnership stuff going on with like Father Mike Schmitz with the Catechism in a Year? Are you guys like is Ascension no, Press is no? Is that's like, just, gosh, you guys, we just we need to we need to get real and true here. I mean, because because why? Because well, it's it's so, so important. Yeah. So I'm fa- so I'm Father Mike Schmitz. Um, <laughs> here's an Easter egg. Here's an Easter egg, and I haven't seen anyone talk about this. If you go through his homilies, every single I mean, how many homilies do you think he has on that podcast or whatever? Seventy thousand. Yeah. 70,000? Yeah. I'll take the under. 400? <laughs> 435. It's in between. I would bet a large sum of money because I have done my due diligence and I've listened to a lot of them. Every single one starts with the word so. He starts every single homily. So, and then he goes into it. <laughs> and I love him. He's, he's perfected it. Yeah. yeah, he's the best. Anyways, that's, I don't know why I want to share my heart with you guys like that. But um, <laughs> so, no, we haven't done any. You're good I mean, at your research. Thanks. Uh, no, we haven't done any partnerships or anything. Okay. Um, I, I was just curious because that's a, a big podcast and all that right now. So I think I think there was just like a fee. I don't know because we were kind of uh, those things have to be worked on in advance before anyone even knows about it. So it, it's really weird how the spirit was kind of moving for yeah. two completely different organizations to yeah. to be doing something like that, and just the success of the Bible in a Year po- um, uh, podcast. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Is there any chance that you have uh, any partnerships in the future with the Beatitudes? Yeah, I think I, you know, if you asked me right now, I'd, I'd marry you or I'd <laughs> be your par- I'd be your partner. I think that was a p- callback. That was it a was callback. a callback. Yeah, <laughs> another amazing. No, I, 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 like, I freaking lo- I would love I, you guys. The are real, you know, the red thread of Edmund Mitchell. Yeah, I'd be here all the time. You answer when I call now. You text yeah. me back. You yeah. s- you text me positive things. I not do. who's this. <laughs> Um, so it's really kind of going to the next level yeah. for me. Yeah. No, seriously. I love it. I mean, I have, did you delete the D I added to my name there? That's so personally. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So we're using technology <laughs> inside baseball. Well, my name is misspelled over there and I feel personally attacked by Nick. Um, so yeah, no, I would, I would come to, I would come to anything. This is fun. I love doing it. I actually, so I've run, I've host so many things. Yeah. I thrive in low expectation environments. And I, feel like, <laughs> and I feel like when you're a guest, what? I feel like when you're a guest of the Beatitudes. No, no, just in general, like, like, like everyone's like, do a good job. Like they, like the hosts want you to do a good job. And I thrive in low expectation. Like I like over delivering. Yeah, we don't expect anything. I asked him the other day if he would come on the show, and he said, uh, "I'm not funny." And I said, "We are. <laughs> just come sit in the middle That's of us." Great. Touch That's two great. guys' legs and let's go. Yeah, there we go. We, oh, um, oh. 
No, I, I, I love being a, I would love, anyways. Being right. a host is way more stress than. Except that so you funny. did a role reversal with interviewing Jeff. Yeah, there that kept really. Bit. Yeah, that was good. Oh. That was well, good. I had, to, I had to start answering because he's just going to drop every <laughs> random fact in my life that needs context in order to be received well. Yeah. So that drunk driving thing. Remember when you, what about the guy you punched? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of constantly being, constantly needing to be stimulated. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. <laughs> All right, Launching Edmund, grenades. take us out of here. What is a, a closing parting thought? This is Beatitudes all over the world to an Australia. Thought? Yeah, just, just like a random thing. Well, it could be random. The power of silence. The power of silence. That book by Cardinal yeah. is a bad book. I hated it. I could, not like it. I could not stand it. Everyone likes it. Everyone's all about it. I love him. He's doing great work for the church. I could not stand that book at all. Amazing. It was like people just. It was just like they sat him down and, and he gave him too much prosecco. And they just were, and then they were just like, talk about silence. Like, what are some things? It's Italian champagne. Yeah. Then finish this with one book that you don't hate. Oh, one book that I don't. Well, just one. I mean, um, the Catechism. You know, I saw no. uh, "Thinking Fast and Slow" by oh, Daniel yeah. Kahneman. I yeah. think more people in the church. It's an interesting. It's a very interesting to read that in light of church teaching on the human person. But I think that's a really cool. That's a really cool book. Good plug. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Thinking fast, acting slow. We have Edmund Mitchell here. This has been no, an, thinking, think, thinking fast and slow. Thinking fast and slow. <laughs> thinking fast, acting slow. But that was a fun little mis mishap Actually, there. it should be called that. Thinking fast, acting slow. We'll, we'll put in. <laughs> We'll put it in the comment and suggestion oh box. That's right. Well, but thank you for tuning back in for another wild episode. We'll catch you guys on the next one and we'll see you in the Eucharist. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersides table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at that's the symbol at so shift and two on your keyboard at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.